right, boys, what's up? We live. Yes. Welcome back, welcome back. Welcome to the Tomorrow Show. Kevin Robinson, Donnie McGinnis, special guest Manti. Manti, welcome back, brother. It's Thank been you, brother. A, it's been a minute. It's, uh, it's like old times, dude. Yeah. How you been? I've been great, bro. You know, it's good to be here. Um, you know, we were joking around before we started this thing, saying that this is where it all started, you know, with yeah, this man. group. Donnie, you know, made this viral hat. Yeah, so we're trying to fix it right now, <laughs> trying to make it go um, viral again. But, it, you know, it's, it's, it's always great. And I'm always grateful because of, of, of you guys and, and Jen and, and, you know, all I know you guys have so many different things going on right now, but I'll never forget where it started. You know, and so it's 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 definitely like a a, a family reunion, for sure, you know, for sort sure. of thing. So, dude, it is that way. We feel that too, man. That's uh, that's special. That means a lot. That hits home. I know you and Donnie since then, man. You guys been you guys been best buds, man. You guys, you guys. Uh, you <laughs> this got... dude, he. I had shoulder shoulder surgery like three months ago. It was all because of Manti's. I'm saying, I'm saying, Sundance, go down a, a little cat track. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that's we we're we we're going uh, snowboarding and. uh Donnie's a uh, skier, um, <laughs> yeah. and he was going, and he was there flying, going on. I think you went down a black diamond that one Dude, with your no. father-in-law. That one, I fell, but when I hurt my shoulder, it, it was, was a kid. That kid that cut me off. Yeah, well, the, a kid cut me off earlier. Remember that? <laughs> and so I saw you. That was that was a story. Was earlier in the day, I was coming down, and a kid just cut me off, and I just. I just face planted. You right? ate it. I ate it, bro. And I got and up. I saw Manti get. I thought, holy <laughs> smoke. I said, keep going, keep going. Don't, don't stay. Just keep going. No He'll doubt. eat no you. Yeah, no he doubt. can eat you. I no came doubt. up like pretty angry, you know. <laughs> and it, it, everybody was cracking up. And then on our last one down, um, you know, Donnie goes off. See, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm a very. I'm in the beginner phase. I'm just trying to step on my board. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. But Donnie and them are going. Donnie and his father-in-law and Talanoa, they're going. <laughs> and so I lose track of them. We finally get down to the bottom, and uh, me, Hayden, me and Hayden were down there, and all of a sudden we see <laughs> poor old Donnie come out <laughs> holding his shoulder. Oh. And, I, you know, I didn't think it was that bad. You, know, you I guys, th AC joint. I thought it was AC spring. Because I was like, yeah. man, it hurts. Yeah. I'm a tough man. <laughs> you I'll are tough. I'll take some stuff. No, you're you not. Right. I mean? You are tough. I'd, I'd hop in an octagon with Conor McGregor. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. No, no, no. No, he I would. was yeah, the biggest it. baby. I was like, I'm in yeah. so much pain. And so me and Talanor are telling our stories about when we when we had shoulder. I was like, Ah, you're good, bro. Like, you know, don't sleep on <laughs> so it. Put some dirt on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I was like, free. And I was trying to act tough around. You know? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. You but know? then we also had Hayden there, yeah. and so Hayden's like the magician when it comes to body and yeah, the body work and how the body, you know, how to get it back right. So. You're like, oh, you're good. Hayden's in the office. You'll be fine. <laughs> I think it was like two days later, bro. Oh. Donnie texts me. I broke it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I was like, oh, oh yeah, Hayden ain't going to help you, no, bro. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Dude, I away. ended up tearing my labrum. Yeah. And then my whole bicep was detached. That small bicep I have in there. It's crazy, Fully detached. Yeah. Over, literally, not a crazy fall, yeah. which is the craziest thing. So this is, so this is the game plan, okay? okay? Going into this winter. <laughs> If anybody cuts us off, <laughs> oh no doubt, they're getting run over. Yeah, hell of it. Yeah, hell of it. Hell of it. I'm not going to avoid you. Yeah. I am sorry. Oh, no, no, I don't have the skill I to can avoid go you. Through you, I will run through you. <laughs> yo, yo, that's gonna happen for one season. They're gonna ban kids from the slopes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody gonna get hurt. Yeah, so funny. I was gonna say, yo, brother, you looking yoked, man? When's the show? Show's tomorrow. You step on stage. You when? know, my wife had a show in October. I heard that. Yes, and she she was well. You know, as a family, we we made some adjustments and some pivots mentally 
in our life um, to be the best parents that we could be for our kids. We have two kids now, our daughter Hiromi, who's two, and our son Cairo, who's 10 months, but he looks like he's two years old. Yeah, I bet um, he does. But when they came into this world, me and my wife looked at each other and we said, you know what, like, if we want everything that's great in this world for our kids, it has to start with us. And I was 295 um, as of New Year's last year. Wow. And my wife was giving pregnant in two, um, giving pregnant, she was getting birth in two weeks. And she said, when I get rid of this baby and I give birth to this baby, I'm going to go on doing a show. And I said, Bounce back real quick. Yeah, I was like, perfect. <laughs> Had she done a show before, before that? Yeah, so okay, she used okay. to compete before, and she was, she was really good. She placed first overall twice. Oh, wow. That's um, awesome. And so she has, I mean, you look at my wife, she has that genetic makeup where she could eat a whole box of pizza and still have abs. Me, one slice is gone. <laughs> oh, <laughs> dude, I'll, j- I'll jiggle for a week. I have one slice, I'll be jiggling for a week. Yeah, man. You know, yeah, so yeah, it was, yeah. it was, it was um, a great start for us to say, you know what, this is the start of everything. Um, and my goal was to get back down to my playing weight. And so I got me a coach, um, shout out to cuts and my wife got her a coach and it just so happened to be Cuts's wife. And so it was a big family thing. And, um, I got back down to 238, 237, which was where I played at. Wow. Um, and it was all about being an example for our kids, you know, just doing hard things, being disciplined, um, really dedicating yourself to your craft. And um, we wanted to be that example to them. And so my wife had her show in October. Um, she placed first in her class. She placed second overall after giving birth just nine, ten months earlier. That's wow. crazy. You know, it's crazy. Like, she's a boss. And I will say, man, jo- shout out to Jovi because you see some of the things she's eating. She's eating freaking bear chicken <laughs> oh, at 5 a.m. Yeah. Like, there's something mentally wrong there that <laughs> yeah, she yeah, has yeah, that yeah. drive because yeah. me i'm i'm strict Bro, i ain't that strict let me tell you boys <laughs> dedication to i the told max. my wife listen this is this is the first time and the last time we're gonna do this because <laughs> shout out to all all the people that do that stuff like where it takes you mentally no oh, oh, like sure, she was man. on she was on 30 grams of carbs a day and she was eating she was eating chicken breast. Super high protein, low carb. Yeah, yeah chicken man. breast and like sauteed spinach for breakfast at five in the morning. Oh. And then she would go on the treadmill for like an hour and a half or like the stair stepper for an hour and a half. And then she would come home and she would just eat cod, cod and spinach, cod and asparagus. <laughs> oh, and I'm dang. like, and it worked, but where it took her, like, I'm like, there's no way that a human can sustain that. Forever, for yeah. That long. yeah. See, that's it, man. It's like, can it become a lifestyle? I mean, you can yeah. do it in stints, but can you yeah. eat I'll like say, that the dude, rest of your life? To be able to mentally do that, though, oh, incredible, Admirable. awesome. And that like, is, and that is what we wanted was to dip into the flames of hell. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. And hell, because yeah. hell is molding, bro. You know what I mean. And so, we're constantly trying to find different ways to put ourselves in those dark places to get our minds used to being very uncomfortable. And then come out for a little bit, then tap into it tap again. Because again. I think you always have to do that in your life where you put yourself in very, very tough situations where the, the voice to quit is very, very loud and you keep fighting it. And because it's always easy to quit. It's too. always easy. Easy, but yep. Once the, the, the second part to that is once you quit, you always find a reason to quit. Oh, yeah. It becomes a pattern. It's, it becomes a pattern. It's like, oh, I quit before. I'm going to do it again. So that's one thing for, for me and my wife that I'm glad that, you know, in, in any endeavor, any venture, um, I always tell my wife, 
you finish what you start. Yeah, um, we're gonna finish this race. It's awesome and legit. Food and exercise, no joke. I, th- I feel like that's one of the hardest commitments you could make. I mean, food is. I mean, food's like a. It's a thing of joy nowadays yeah. for our, yeah. for our, yeah, especially here. In it the makes you the most happiest human we, we, we like <laughs> on the planet Earth. If you can master no, like, food, the month of December, Donnie is one happy oh, dude. Dude, I get sloppy because all I'm I eating cookies, cakes. Oh. Like, you, it's just from what? November Thanksgiving to end of Christmas. I'm just like, and then January one. Boom, back yeah, on it. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? In the month of December, one thing's certain, you can always find crumbs in my beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Doesn't matter. Hey, that's what we're family, brother. I'm right there with yeah. you, bro. Like, it is a great time to just be to be grateful, right? To be present in everything that you're doing. So that's why I called my, I, I text my coach and I messaged him and I said, hey, coach, I'm going to take a break, you know, because yeah. I want to be able to to eat all of these things with my family <laughs> and, and not feel it. guilty, yeah. you know what I mean? Because there's a balance in, in this whole thing. You know, yeah. I can't dwell there too long. I can't dwell in the fire too long because then, you know, you'll get consumed by it. But there's there's a time and a place. And so, yeah, I'll be right there with you, boys. I actually – have you ever had the the the, the chip cookie? The oh, off, my gosh. Oh, You're – 100%. Manti. Bro, I, I was, can eat a box of four of those all by myself. I was team Crumble. No. Oh. And then one weekend, Crumble had a whole bunch of flavors. It was tripping. <laughs> Crumble had a whole bunch of flavors. And I was like, no. These- and then they started switching out the milk chocolate chip because usually, like, if if all the flavors I don't like, milk the flavors, chocolate at least at least the milk chocolate chip. Yeah, it's there for you. It's there for me. Yep. Then they started doing this thing as of late where they switch it out. One week is the milk chocolate. The next one is the semi-sweet. And I'm like, man, I don't like no semi-sweet chocolate chip cookies, bro. <laughs> so it was this week, there were all the flavors, garbaggio, yeah. and they had the, the semi-sweet. And I'm like, no, I ain't eating that. So then I went on my phone. I was like, top <laughs> chocolate chip cookies besides crumble near me. And I think chip was ranked as far as stars, like right there with crumble. So, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll go over there. I'll, I'll check out Chip. And I've heard about Chip before. So I'll, I'll go over there. So I went to the one in American Fork. And I look, I was like, hmm, I don't know which one to choose. Give me a dozen. And give me two of those, two of those, two of those. And I start just getting to, bro, the first one that I ate Biscoff. was the Biscoff. Oh. And let me tell you, brother. It was you down. It was. It was like a baptism. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, I had just been converted. Yeah. Yeah. And since then, bro, what was so funny was this was before before my wife's show, right? Leading up to her show, like all her friends started sending her crumble gift cards. Crumble, 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 crumble. And so she we have all of this credit yeah. <laughs> in crumble gift cards. We're waiting until they drop some good flavor. So come on, crumble, drop some flavor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but every weekend. We eat clean Monday through Saturday. We'll go over there and grab a dozen. It got to the point, bro, where we were grabbing 20 <laughs> Biscoff cookies, bro. Because the one over there, it, 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 it's not open on Sundays. We just go over there, get the cookie, take it home. Three are gone by the time we get home. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm over there chomping. My wife, chomping. My, my little daughter, she's the cutest. When she sees it, she's like, she knows the box when she sees the box she's like okay and my mom my wife would crawl back there give her some biscuit that is so that is our that that's our that's our treat but i'm telling crumble's been fooling us man i'll tell you one thing they got to get best branding on the planet oh my god they just rebranded yo they did they got the c they just rebranded 
So they did just rebrand. What's the rebranding? So they they just changed up the so like the the word mark a little bit. A little all bit of like their design, like yeah. they took away all. Like, I believe it was like a bunch of like doodles to more like a professional look. That's what it I, looks I like. briefly saw it, but that, uh, that pink box though, it's incredible, man. Yeah. But I'm gonna tell you the other. There are a bunch of other companies out there that make better cookies, but yeah, their marketing's on. Yeah, oh, it's and on they're point. blowing yeah. up, man. Yeah. They're everywhere. Well, yeah, they because on the app they changed the the little app logo because it used to be that crumble yeah, yeah yeah it's just a c now it's just a c yeah yeah smart so, of them mm. it's a good brand play keep everybody on your toes yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah it's a good play i like that Don, play Don, they're doing the right <laughs> <laughs> thing uh, he, he knows about those cookies yeah, especially yeah. in december yeah all right brother man yo so you mentioned it last time we were with you that was at that gen event and i think it was like literally a month or two after mm-hmm. your documentary untold on netflix came out uh the girlfriend that didn't exist and we were we were talking about that and since then Brother, you've been everywhere. I, I feel like any anytime I turn on the TV, anytime I look on my phone, it's like there's Manti, man. And yo, sporting that hat. He's on Netflix, yeah. he's yeah, on ESPN, say, he's on yeah. viral TikTok, Donnie, he's on McAfee. everything. Yeah, 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 hold on. So yeah. it's like I see it and I and I constantly see this theme, this resounding theme of like people want to talk about it. People want yeah. to talk about that that catfishing incident that happened back in, I think it was right around that 2011-ish time frame. Yeah. What was it, 2011, 2012? 2012, yeah. Right, and it's, uh, you know, I hear it constantly. Don't get me wrong, I think the reason that everybody wants to talk about it is because, one, the way that you handled it and how you came out of it and what you're doing now. I mean, brother, you, you talk about flames. I mean, you were, you were, you were molded. You were forged in mm-hmm. flames mm-hmm. going through that situation. So I think, like, everybody has life lessons they want to pull out, and there's genuine interest there. But dude, I know you're doing way great things right now. And yeah. I know that, you know, there there are a lot of other talking points we can focus on and life yeah. lessons that you've achieved through other points in your career. So one, I wanted to start off, I want to ask you, how do you feel about always having to kind of talk about that? Is that yeah. something you're trying to move away from or where are you at with that? Well, it's something that um, I understand that that's kind of been the, the topic, right? Yeah. It's yeah. been the origin of this new kind of um, Phoenix type of rising out of the ashes type of movement. Um, but it's, I love to show people, um, what has come of it. Yeah. Um, because one thing, one, one thing that I talked about was something that the documentary missed. One thing that the documentary did miss and a lot of pieces did miss was it didn't show what's happening now. Yeah. Like it was almost, a. a, a as big of a story as it was and, and, and that journey that I had to take of now what am I doing in my life um, that's trying to give value to other people, give value back to my, my family, to my children, what am I doing as a dad, what, what am I doing as a husband, as a business owner, um, as an entrepreneur, as a friend, you know what I mean? And yep. it's, what's been amazing is that the, the topic that everybody wants to talk about um, is what made me this. Yes. Right? It's, yes. it's, it's the, the refiner's fire that was created for me to be able to sit up here and to be able to, to speak from experience and not from a book that I read. You know, it's like, this is, this is what I had. This is what happened to me. And these are the lessons that I learned from it. And because of those things, I am now able and capable to do this or X, Y, Z, A, B, C, you know? And so, um, it's always nice when I get to have conversations with individuals um, where I get to build upon that, you know? And I, I understand that it's always gonna be a part of my story because it is a big part of my story. Um, 
now for me, my challenge is, is to build something so grand and so beautiful. Yeah. And now you want to talk about that. All for that. sure. You yep. know what I mean? so it's just it. a, a healthy balance of like yeah. not washing out the story. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it's necessary, bringing it up and, yeah. you know, the documentary is unbelievable. Yeah. They did a great job you know, portraying that. And I mean, I, I, I've seen it twice now and I, I loved it, but there's a time and a place <laughs> for that stuff. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and for the listeners, if you haven't seen it and you want to know that story, yeah. untold, the girlfriend that didn't exist, man ties in it. I mean, it, yeah. they break it down beautifully, yeah. but yo, that, that's kind of what we want to talk about. So for me, you know, we've gotten to know you now over the last year. And, you know, like I said, you and Don, you got, y'all are pen pals, man. You guys keep in touch. <laughs> Um, but dude, what I'm more interested in, a lot of the things I don't know is like, well, one, I know I have genuine interest about some of the experiences you had at Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. I have some genuine experiences. Uh, Go Trojans. About, yeah. About what you, uh, about what happened in the NFL. And, uh, dude, I think there's a ton of life lessons to pull out of what you're, you know, what you experienced in that era as well into, into what you're doing now. And so I kind of think one of the things I wanted to, to have resonate is just the, the concept of peaks and valleys, right? I love it. And it's like you as an athlete, you worked your entire life to culminate to being this, this star athlete, get to the highest level, get to the NFL and, and do these things. And I think all too often we all set out with a trajectory. You're, in, you're, you're a God-given talent to be an athlete. I mean, Donnie and I don't have it. Donnie's got more. Yeah, Donnie got a chance. <laughs> Donnie got a chat. He, could he, still get he would league. have been more if he was a, uh, an Irish. But he, that's the, well. That's right. I'll that. say one thing. I agree with I that. I am the only person. Notre Dame fans are going to kill Manti for this. <laughs> he put fight on. On a Notre Dame jersey for me. I have to do I, I need you to just put fight on. Go Trojans. Because <laughs> that true heart, Manti's a huge Trojans fan. Oh, hey, he gosh. wouldn't even do it for Troy Palomalu. No doubt. I guess I'll let him pass this. Man, man, don't work but that maybe way. one day before we hit the grave. <laughs> yeah. Man, don't work that way. But no, what I was saying is this. I mean, I think. All of us in our own individual worlds, we have, you know, we set off with a dream, we set off with a journey, right? And we're like trying to aspire to something all too often. Sometimes we get there and it's great. Maybe it's not what we expected. Sometimes we'd never get there and we lose hope, faith. We don't know how to recalibrate and start on another journey. One of the things that I love about you is you've been tremendously successful, but through tons of trial and tribulation, right? And you've had several peaks that you've been climbing and several valleys and so look, I guess let's let's try to bring that all around to, to kind of what you're doing now. But first of all, um, dude, give me just a peek. Give us just a peek about it. like when you were at Notre Dame, mm-hmm. so you're number one player in the country, yeah. runner up for the Heisman Trophy. Dude, what was that experience like playing at Notre Dame? What's it like? Yeah, it uh, it was. It's the most masculine, uh, confident feeling that you could have personally. Um, I made uh, an analogy to the Gladiator movie, um, but I was watching this other movie recently and I was like, you know what? That's exactly what it's like. Um, And that movie was uh, Troy. Yes. And specifically, there was a scene where, you know, the two armies come and the one Greek army brings out this big old dude, right? And everybody's confident and then I think it's Agamemnon. Yeah, that's he right. calls for Achilles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And where's Achilles? Like, Achilles is doing his own thing. But there's a there's there's two parts to that scene. One, it, it goes back to Achilles is getting ready, and there's a kid that says, you know, you 
know, they're, they're saying that this is the biggest man that they have ever seen, like, kind of like a Goliath type of thing, right? And Achilles looks back at the kid and he says, that's why nobody will remember your name. Mm. And it's this level of glory and this level of just dominance where not only do you know you're the best, but everybody around you respects and, and, and has acknowledged that you're, you're that guy to lead us. You're, you're our leader. You're the dude. You're, the you're dude. that dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like <clears throat> kids nowadays, it's like, oh, I'm him. Like, yep. Yep. I was able to experience that feeling while at Notre Dame. And, um, man, they still do. Yeah. I mean, I was just there at the USC Notre Dame game. We won't talk about the score of that game. <laughs> but all the clips on the the, t- the, the big screen. Oh, dude. I see Manta. I'm taking video. I'm like, <laughs> I know that, dude. I, that, <laughs> That's he, my friend. He's my all friend. Right, right. But they still, man, Notre Dame, got, they just love, man. And you're yeah. still him yeah. over there. You know yes. what I mean? Which is so awesome because he set a legacy. Watson, yeah. you've you got to be like. You've got to be top two, top three players that anybody would ever talk about in Notre Dame history, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I mean, I mean, I know, and you don't need to say that, you know, like we know that, right? <laughs> no, you, don't you, to, you don't have to say, yeah, I'm top three. That we know that, like one hundred percent. So I would imagine, like every time you go back there, it's got to be red carpet. Yeah, it's still got to be. I'll it, say, it, I, it's will, I would never live there. Not yeah, it's, it's it's a difficult it's a difficult place to live. I mean, it's, I, it's, I love UL. that place. Hey, you're a USC it's fan. cool. It's just a not even because of USC. Like it, it's it's so it's it, just it's different. in the middle of nowhere. It's a college right. town. Heard, yeah, I've it's a college that. town. It's the the winters are really they're really hard. They're I mean, I wasn't even there in winter. It was yeah. cold. Yeah. So it gets it it gets negative, right? But it's not necessarily the temperature. It's it's, like it's always it's always gloomy. Yeah, like you have the lake effect and. I remember my my freshman year, my one of my first days there at Notre Dame. They took me to the health center, and they showed me. Oh, this is the sunroom. To <laughs> give people context, I'm I'm from Hawaii. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. A sunroom. Yeah, every every room's a sunroom. <laughs> like, yeah. What do you need a sunroom? That for? became well, your best friend. Yeah. Well, I I I didn't I didn't go there, but I get I get it. Like it's hard to be in a place where it's negative. 15. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah and yeah. it's gloomy out. And when I say it's gloomy out, bro, it's gloomy every day, at least like for England. two, like, like three England. months. Oh. So that's why it's, it's, it's difficult. Yeah. Me, I, my time there, I, I've, I've grown to love that place because of the family feel that's there. Like oh, the Midwest, sure. Midwest people are lovely people. Yeah. Like, they're family first people. Um, and that is what I, I really, really miss about that place where it's, it's life is slower there. You know, here in Utah, it's, it's not as fast as like, say, a New York or in LA, sure. but it's still like, it's still, and it's getting faster. Yeah, it's getting yeah, faster. Yeah. <clears throat> With the tech companies, like people are getting faster. Sometimes me being an island boy, I, I love to be in a place where people just sit back be, and relax. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just yeah. sit and be. No, I, I mean, that. Manti, so I, I got a question, man. So you're this number one recruit. Mm-hmm. You're runner up Heisman. What was going through your mind when they called Johnny's name to win the Heisman? In that moment in time, were you like, man, I'm second best? What went through your head in that moment? Honestly, what went through my head was I didn't get one, another one for my family. Gotcha. Because, so <clears throat> before we got there, um, we stopped off in North Carolina and, uh, the that's where we won the 
either the, Lomb the Lombardi or the Nagurski. And then we flew to Houston and we won the one or the other, the Lombardi or the Nagurski. And then we went to Florida, and this is all within days. Same time. Yeah, frame, so yeah, we, yeah. we started in North Carolina, won the one over there in North Carolina, flew immediately to Houston, won the Lomb I, I believe it was the Lombardi there. And then we flew to um, Florida, and that's where I, I found out that I won the Buckkiss, Walter Kemp. Um, Amazing awards. Man. Maxwell. No, like unbelievable. Yeah, so by, by then, yeah, Buckkiss, Walter Kemp, Maxwell, five. And then we went to New York, um, New York for the Heisman. And so, you know, we, we've, we, we, were, we were racking up some awards, you know, to that point. And it was just, again, like I had my parents there with me, and it was just all about representing them. Yeah. yeah. You know, the representing the state of Hawaii, yeah. representing Notre Dame. And so I literally looked at it, not, not even in, a, in, a, in an individual way. You know, it's like, man, the more that I can accomplish, the more that I can win, the more honor I can bring to my, my, my parents, yeah. my, my family. Um, and I knew that back home in Laia, they were having like this big old celebration, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, man, I, I just want to win it for them. for them, Yeah, you know what I mean? So that they can see like one of their own got it, you know, and to be able to represent my team, um, to say that their, their captain won it, you yeah. know what I mean? Just like, that's, that's, that's what I really was concerned about. So when they said Johnny, like I really wasn't that bummed because I was like, man, I wish I would have got it for them. For sure. But then Johnny also had a, a magical year. And, you know, Johnny had his yeah. documentary come out recently yeah. too. So, yeah. you know, it's just to see all of that and, 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 and to be able to represent my family, my, 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 my state, my school, um, the way that I was able to, um, it definitely was a blessing. So now it, where we're at now, right? So, I mean, obviously – we're a door-to-door -door company. We have tons of reps. They're going through heartache all the time, getting doors slammed on them, yeah. getting lots of no's to, to get a close. Now looking back on that experience, though, I, I know you weren't like, man, I suck. You were more like, oh, I'm bummed I didn't do it for my family. Do you look back at that, that experience there and be like, man, I grew so much from that experience because I didn't win that, but I had these all, all these other awards, and those were my wins for my family? Yeah. Do you look back and say, that that molded me to even to into a better person. Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny you ask that, Donnie, because I'm I'm actually going to spin it a little bit because I actually was in and the documentary kind of covered this a little bit. I was actually in a different mental space as well, for sure. Um, because two nights before I got that phone call, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and right. so there's a lot of different things at that time. That, a lot of emotions going. Yeah, around so too, it was yeah. funny that the kid that received all of those awards in North Carolina, in Houston, and then in Florida, because it was after I received those words in Florida, when I'm sitting, when I'm about to go to sleep in my hotel room, that I got that call. Uh, He's a different cat. Wow. Then from that moment to and the moment. Hours in New York. Yeah. Way yeah. different. Yeah. That same weight at the awards, there are different thoughts that are going through my oh. head than the kid that was waiting in North Carolina, yeah, Houston, yeah. and in Florida. Florida. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was just like I was I was trying to be as present as I could, but but you uh, weren't. Almost. But I wasn't. Yeah. You know, it's almost like an auto body experience of like, man, you're at the Heisman. You know what I mean? Like you could win this thing. Yeah. I didn't have a speech prepared. You know, so I was like, I was just gonna go up there and say thank you, and you know, and all of that stuff. So every time I see a Heisman win and he pulls out a paper, I'm like, oh, that's. 
That dude knew. <laughs> that dude kind of knew. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for you know, sure. But, but you know, going you back dodge to, the bullet. Yeah. yeah, but going back to it, I, I was in a total different mental space. Makes sense. You yeah. know, like was I was hoping that I was going to win it, but then I also was battling a whole different war internally of like, okay, what do I do with the information that I just got? You know, and so that's kind of you know to answer your question, brother. Um, that's why I said I was going to spin it a little bit. That. I was in a totally different mental space. Like I was there, but I wasn't there. Yeah. And then, and then dude, it, it kind of continued. Right. So yeah. it's like, there you are. Cause you just mentioned, it's like, you're, I mean, you're absolutely top of the hill, right? Like mm-hmm. you're, you're the best, if not one of the, I mean, one of the best, if not the best ever player that ever come out of Notre Dame. Right. Mm-hmm. And you, you've got accolade after accolade, you get this phone call and then life starts to get weird for you. Yeah. Right. And so it's like, I think the year before we, we, we were talking maybe top 10 pick, in the first round or you know the year before in- I was I was a first round late first round pick late first round pick um but then the my senior year came and it was top five top five yes. yeah I remember yes. that so that yes. was still top five top yeah. five top five and even at that moment top five top five top five and then January came and, and then the whole story the national championship happened and you know, my performance wasn't where it should have been. Right. And then the story on Deadspin leaks like a week or two weeks after that. And so it's just like, boom, just boom, boom, just, boom, just, just haymaker rolling. after yeah, haymaker yeah. after haymaker. You know what I mean? And so that was the shift. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't a shift in, 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 in moments. It was a shift in what was happening internally for me you know what I mean so what was year one in the NFL like I mean again we're, we're, we're talking about a a pretty massive amount of changes that happened in like that that six month period of time again top of the mountain and then here you are in the NFL and it's like all of this stuff has kind of come to a head and yeah. here you are you got to go out and perform you know yeah. you got to perform for the Chargers so yeah. what was year one like bro it was hell I'm not I'm not even gonna. So it wasn't all bells and whistles. Like, yeah, I got money now. I got jet. I can it, do this. It wasn't, that. It, it wasn't. It wasn't what it could have been. Yeah. Because I did get. I did have the money. I did have. I was able to buy my 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 parents some things. You know, I was able to. I was, I was in the NFL. You yeah, know what I mean? Right, like, sure, it was right. where I always wanted to be. You, you know, made it. For I sure. made it. You yep. know what I mean? I was there. I was on the NFL team. I was a starting middle linebacker. Yep. I was. Outside, you're was, still that dude. You're the yeah, dude. Outside, what was happening outside, the events that were happening outside was everything that you'd want it to be. But what was happening internally was just eating. It was hell. Ugh. And because of that, I couldn't digest stuff that was happening yeah. outside. All of the great things, the, the things that come with you know, being an NFL player, um, I, I couldn't digest it because I was already full. I was maxed out um, because of what I was doing know what I was going through um 100% and I remember it all started like the, the anxiety all started um my first practice and we're out at seven on seven and uh Philip Rivers them come out you know I got Antonio Gates here you know I got Malcolm Floyd over here like we're, we're all over there and I just did not want to be there and I'm like what the heck is going on like, it was just a, a level of nervousness that I've never felt prior to that, you know? So it was like, okay, now this is new. 
uncharted territory for me. Yeah. Confident, didn't, gone. gone. Didn't want to be there because you felt unprepared. You you mentioned anxiety. You felt anxious. Didn't want to be there. Why were you disengaged? I it mean, was I, it was because of the the the, the anxiousness. Yeah. It was the anxiety of like of everything that has like kind of tumbled wanted to in. Run. You yeah. Know? <laughs> like yeah, yeah. It was yeah. like it wasn't that I was just. I, I I wasn't excited to be there. I just wanted to run and hide, you know. And it was just like, bro, like the 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 voice, the voices that were screaming in my head every single play of, don't miss, you're gonna miss them, you're too wide. Are you sure you're supposed to stand here? Are you sure that this is the gap? Are you sure you're supposed to blitz that? And then <laughs> it was funny because I, Eric Weddle, in my opinion, should be be in the Hall of Fame. Oh, he's a dude, man. But one of Eric's expertise and his gifts was his knowledge of the game where he would he would bluff places right like he's supposed to be in a deep third he would come up like a Troy Polamalu type he would come up to the line of scrimmage and me where I was at I was just trying to get things right for myself yeah and so even when I would get it right I'd still question like are you are you sure there's this one time where Eric we're in a game we're playing the Miami Dolphins and I'm I'm supposed to be the edge rusher. And our coach loved to, you know, hey, don't just line up in it. But where I was at mentally, I was like, I'm lining up in it yeah. because I can't just bluff. Like, I'm not even sure if what I'm supposed to do is what I'm supposed to do. Right. So if, if I know that I'm supposed to be an edge rusher, I'm going to line up on the edge of the, on the line of scrimmage and rush. I'm not even going to bluff it. So I'm on the edge of the line of scrimmage, and I'm, I'm, I'm coming. And all of a sudden, I feel a presence <laughs> outside of me. And it's Eric. And I look at Eric, and I'm like, Big bro, <laughs> am I the edge rusher? Like I'm already, I'm already questioning myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now I got now the, he's got you really the leader gather, yeah. looking at me like, and he's standing right next to me. I'm like Eric, am I supposed to? Are you the edge rusher? And he's and he's trying not to have this dialogue because the yeah, office yeah. can hear him. Yeah. And so he's looking at me. He's like, No, I'm the edge rusher. And I'm like, Oh crap! So like I'm gonna start to panic even more. And this is in the middle of a game. <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> and man. then all oh, of I a sudden, imagine. I remember. The quarterback snaps the ball. I think it was Tannehill. He snaps the ball, and I start to bail. Like, I'm not even going to rush. And Eric bails to the deep third. And as he's bailing, he's like, rush, Tizzo. Like, he would call me Tizzo. Uh, He's like, rush, Tizzo. And I'm like, oh, crap. So, again, so that's where my first year was at. It was literally just trying to. You were just mentally. Man, you were just. It was survival. Yeah, survival. It literally was. I I was just trying to survive. And. I missed the, the most tackles in my entire career my first two years. I remember there was, I think it was my first or my second year, there was, we were playing the Cleveland Browns at home in San Diego. And one thing about me is like my instincts were, were always the thing that I relied on, you know, through film study, through playing the game for so long. I knew when people would run screens. I knew it. Like just their mannerisms. I knew based on my film study, this is the formation you like to do it. This is the place on the field you like to do it. That's the running back that you like to do it with. Um, and I just knew it. I, I, for some reason, I just always had that sixth sense about it anyway. We're playing the Cleveland Browns. It's a screen. I sniff it out. I'm about to hit this running back before he even catches the ball. Yeah, That's yeah. how fast I sniffed it out. I hit him as he's catching the ball. But right before I hit him, that... That voice in my head just says, don't miss. And I freeze. And, bro, the guy's back was to me. That's how f- 
I was on this dude on the screen. Yeah. The guy's back to was to me. I freeze. I wrap the guy up and I I fall. I slip off. He runs like twenty yards. Like nah. first off, yeah. that was like. I was like Hey, Kevin was jumping up and down. He's a but, big Browns fan. But, ah. yeah, so, <laughs> but that was, but that's where that's I, crazy. That's, that's where I was. You know, like it was just a shell of a man. You know what I mean? That, that like how we talked about the Troy thing. Like I wasn't Achilles in Troy at that time, bro. I wasn't even in the army, bro. You know what I mean? I was. I, there I was, was something just, messing with you mentally. Yeah, just, I, I mean, isn't that just it that happened? I, mean, I feel like I feel like I could resonate. I feel like it re- relates to almost everybody. So we got that inner voice telling us like, no, man, stay comfortable. Still where you're at. Pause. Hesitate. Yeah. You know, are you sure you're there? Uh, Cause you to flinch, man. Let, let me ask you this. How did you overcome that, brother? Because you stayed in the league for what, eight years, seven years, eight, eight years? years? Yeah. So you stayed in the league for eight years. That's year one and two. You, you made it through your rookie contract. I know you got picked up by the Saints. I think mm-hmm. you did some time with the Bears as well. Yep. So, and I, th- I want to say for the Saints, uh, what was it, 2017, I think you led the team in tackles for loss or something like that. I mean, yeah, you had, you, you I, I had, bought. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that was, a, that was the time it was like you, everything came together. So, you hurdled something, man. Talk to us yeah. about that transition. How'd you overcome that? Well, the transition wouldn't happen if I would have quit. Yeah, yeah, no. Because that's, that's the easy thing to do. That's, that, that, that's, that's the easy, easy thing to do, and that's the thing that's always yelling at you. Yeah, it's quit, 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 quit. It's too hard. It's too heavy. It's too tough. It's... It's too difficult. You're never going to do it. Quit, 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 quit. But my dad had always taught me, you start something, you finish it. You start something, you finish it. You start something, you finish it. And I remember it goes back to my freshman year. My my uncle was a track coach um, at our high school, and he brought me to play track. And I thought I was fast until I ran track. And then... (laughs) I was last, and I remember I told my dad, I was like, I don't want to run, I don't want to run track anymore, and this was in the middle of the season, and he said, why don't you want to run track? I was like, because I, I, I can't stand coming in last, and it's like, how I'm physically built, like, I'm not going to beat these dudes, and my dad said, well, you're going to have to figure it out, because you're not going to quit. Oh, yeah. That translated in my life of, okay, no matter what it is, no matter how difficult the task is, just keep going, bro. You know, and so that journey and that transition wouldn't have happened if I would have just quit or listened to that yelling voice in my head. Um, Two was to take on a spiritual aspect um, and to go back to my spiritual roots of understanding as a follower of follower of Christ and a believer in Christ. Okay, what would Jesus do um, in these situations? And that's where my story of forgiveness comes out, not only for the person who did it to me, but for myself and the growth that that was able to. And the healing, more importantly, that that, that, that was able to give me. Um, and then surrounding myself with people who I could trust. Surrounding myself with people who I knew um, really had my best interest in mind. And that was one of the things that was beautiful about what happened in 2013. Because the Achilles Manti was, had a lot of people cheering him on. Had a lot of people blowing smoke up his rear end. Um, but then when 2013 happened and the catfishing news came out, they was all gone. Yeah, man. And so the beautiful part about all of that was I, I was able to see firsthand who truly supported me and who truly was there for me. And so through a whole bunch of things, I was able to get through that, those tough, rough years, having patience, having, showing a little bit of grace, um, working on myself. And that was the testimony that I was able to build was, you know, there's no 
there's no game, no war that you can fight that is going to be more important than the war and the game that you play within yourself. Like if you can master that game, if you can win that daily war with yourself, what happens externally will represent that. What yeah. happens externally is just a result of you conquering you. And so that's, that's what was, I was able to do. That was the transition and the cycle that I was able to make. And then when I went to the Saints, again, externally, my play represented that. Like yeah. I was able to play the brand of football um, that I always wanted to play to the point where my second year with the Saints, when we went back to L.A. to um, have a joint practice with the Chargers, the GM, um, Tom Telesco, um, for the Chargers, I have a great relationship with him. He was the, the GM that um, drafted me drafted back in San yeah. Diego. <clears throat> he came up to me and he told me, man, I'm so proud of you. He's like, I am so proud of you. And I told Mr. Mr. Telesco, I was like, Tom, I am so sorry. And he was like, for what? I was like, I am so sorry I couldn't be that player for you. Because I know if I would have been, been able to be that player for you, one, I'd probably still be a San Diego Charger or at least now L.A. Charger yeah, yeah. because of the, the, the caliber of player that sure. I knew I could be, yeah. but I just wasn't able to. Yeah. Um, and so it was that recognition from him, um, somebody who knew my story, somebody who still believed in me to, to go out there and draft me. Yeah. And then I wasn't able to produce for him. Um, and then him for, for him to come back after seeing somebody who he believed then go somewhere else and perform yep. him to say, Hey, I'm proud of you. Yeah. You know, I'm like, man, that meant Dude, a lot that, to me. that, that's awesome. Cause I mean, I mean, we've said it multiple times in this, this podcast here saying the easy thing to do is quit in, in, in anything we do, whether it is in family, business, whatever, personal, like it's so easy to be like, I'm done. Like, I don't want to do it anymore. And to have that mindset of keep going, and not only that, have the mindset of I'm going to forgive myself with everything that I've just done in the past year, two years, three months, whatever it is, and to move on from that. Those are two tremendous things to, to do because, Manta, I'll be completely honest. There are so many people I'm sure out there today with different stories than you where it's easy of I'm going to do drugs now because of this sure. or yeah. I'm going to quit my job and because of this or I'm going to you know, cheat on my wife or I'm going to do this or that. It's so easy to do that because you're already putting yourself down into the trenches. Yeah. So dude, awesome, you, awesome of you to be yeah. even able to do that because yeah, I, those are two hard things to yeah, do. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, what was great was about, you know, talking about that journey that I made, I went through a real, a really in-depth journey with meditation, prayer. Um, man, I remember, you know, in New Orleans, I was, I was, I was, I went to go see this lady who, um, a Christian lady, um, she believed in, um, I forget what she calls it, but she was amazing. She was talented. Like she had these crystals, Himalayan salt, you know, she was one of those that she could be able to tap in. And the, the, the work that she and I were able to do to kind of reprogram certain traumas in my life, yeah. it was, it was just life altering. Yeah. And when I mean forgiveness, it wasn't just forgiving myself, right? It was more importantly understanding that for each of us, for us men, we have a little boy always in ourselves. Yep. There's that little boy that just wants to 
run out there in the snow and have a good time. He's, a, he's, a, he's, he's the person, that voice in here that, that wants to wave to everybody and say, hey, have a good day. You know what I mean? Just like how I, I see it in my, in my kids. Like my daughter says, bye to anybody. Yeah, you know? yeah, She's yeah. like, bye, bye. She'll blow kisses blow to Blow kisses, yeah, yeah. 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 That's, that's, that's the, we all have that little boy or girl inside of us, right? But what happens is as we grow up, we tell that little boy or that little girl, you can't do that. You can't be that nice. You can't, you can't trust that person. And what happened is in my life is because of decisions that I made or the decisions that others made that affected me, that I made that little boy quiet. And so when I talk about forgiveness is telling that little boy that it's okay, bro. Like it's okay to be kind. It's okay to be loving in a space that tells you not to be loving. Yeah. It's okay to go up to your friend Donnie and say, Donnie, I love you, brother. Like, and Donnie knows this all takes us. I love you, bro. Yeah. And my, you know, people in the beginning was like, man, you tell people you, because I do. Yeah. It's oh, that yeah. little boy in me that I, I want you to know that I love you. I want you to know that I appreciate you. I want you to know that you are cared for by me. And so that, that journey of forgiveness extended to those realms as well of, of understanding that, yeah, I have to forgive myself, my adult self, for the things that, I, that, that happened to me, the things that I let affect me. Um, but just as important, I had to tell that little boy inside of me that it's not your fault that I want you to still blossom and bloom and be that ray of sunshine in very, very cloudy spaces, you know? And so that was what helped me. That's cool. Dude, we got to unpack that one of these days, man. I want to hear more about that. Cause I, I mean, the mind is, it's a weapon, right? For good or for worse, you know, when it's on point, it's as sharp as attack for you and you can do anything you mm -hmm. want. You can, you can come out of slumps and you can start to achieve and do whatever it is that you, that you see fit. But conversely, man, when you're inside your head, it's, it's crippling. It's yeah. paralyzing. You know, you, it's not as if you're one, you're two in the NFL. It's not as if your legs didn't work anymore. It's not like you couldn't go in there and bench press a bulldozer anytime you wanted. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're still that dude, yeah. right? But it's like in between the years, if that's not right, your limbs are dead. Yeah. Everything else is just, it doesn't function. Yeah. And, uh, dude, I think that, uh, that brings us to a good point. So you found your way, you came into the Saints, you crushed it with these guys in 2017. Like you had that pinnacle year in your career. You would climb that mountain. You're, you're now year seven, year eight or ish in, in, in the league. What are you doing now, brother? So, so, you know, football's in the past. Well, actually, before we get to that, let me ask you a question, man. Do you miss it? The game? Do you miss playing football? Um, I mean, we, we lined up outside before this. <laughs> I went right through man <laughs> You know, he said I'm done. That's why he was lipping no, when he I'm came kidding, in. I'm yeah, kidding. Yeah, yeah. I, I I do. I yeah. miss playing the game. I miss that that chess match um, that is out there that is only afforded to me as a middle linebacker and the quarterback, the two generals. Right? It's yeah. like this is my army. This is yours. Yeah, yeah. And we're about to go head to head. Um, I miss the camaraderie. I miss the. F There's nothing better from a team's perspective than those plane rides after a win. Oh, I bet. I mean, that's all so cool. on, the, on the plane, yeah. like, enjoying things. Like, that's where, like, sorry, like, when, 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 when the airlines come on and say, turn your phone on this, because I'm like, bro, our charter flights, bro, like, everybody's phone was yeah. on, you know what I mean? Like, Everybody's seatbelt was off, you know, people was walking up and down the aisles, you know, and visiting, you know, and it was just, those were those moments, like, that really meant the most to me, right? That the playing, playing uh, Mario Kart or Smash Bros with 
with my teammates, you know, after practices, the, the, the training camps were tough, but then the, the, the excursions that we would take as a team, like those things, it's the brotherhood. Yeah. And there's not a lot of places, I don't think there's any place um, other than like the military or any other sports team that can mimic that. You know, like the, the, the relationship that I have with my wife and the relationship that I have with my kids is very, very special, but it's not that. Yeah, it's different. You know, it's, it's a different, it's, it's, it's special in, in its own way, as was my, my relationships that I had with, with my teammates and my coaches and just eating Drago's, you know, oysters in New Orleans. You know what I mean? Just yeah. being in that environment, bro, I, I definitely do miss all of those aspects. I do not miss the, the long hours. I don't miss um, the politics of football. Um, I don't miss missing the birthdays, the graduations, the weddings, family parties. You know, that that yeah. is what is that that is what is difficult. But in order to be great at anything, you must be willing to sacrifice. All that. day, one hundred percent. and so that is a what a thing for me and and my wife and my children, and for anybody that talks to me and asks me for advice, I was like, you have to be willing to suffer you know it's not enough to just do what you love it's not enough to say man i want to be this because i want to go to the super bowl i want to be this because i want to go to the nfl I wanna be... that's not life is going to hit you in the face and if that's the, your only reasons you're going to quit yeah and the most important thing is you not quit so do things that you're willing to suffer the most for because you won't quit at it and if you don't like it at the end of the day because you finished that race because you finished that journey who nice. you've become is the thing that you're going to be the most proud of. Now you can take that product and put it in any walk of life and he'll be successful. He or she will be successful. But you must be willing to suffer. And football was that thing for me until my daughter came. And when my daughter came, I was like, I ain't willing to. I ain't willing to be gone half the year. Yeah, man. I ain't willing to be at the facility even if she keeps, six to uh, nine. Even if she keeps you up all night. Yeah, you know. Nah, or you want to throw her through that, like, that door. Go in the other room. You're pretending bro. like you're still asleep when she's crying in the other room. Jovi, oh, yeah, you got to yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Puts it into perspective, though. When I, when I hear you say that, because you say, yeah, you miss it, right? And, again, I was, I was trying to say before, all of us as individuals, we set out with, like, you know, certain, objective, uh, certain, certain objectives, certain goals to achieve. And, you know, sometimes when we hit them, we, we don't know what to do, you know, and sometimes we fall short of them. We don't know what to do, what to, how to recalibrate, how to find out what's what's next. And mm -hmm. and I think that's the, the most beautiful part of your story, brother, is because, yeah, man, you you again, you've had a multitude of successes, but you went through hell yeah. along the way. Yeah. But it's like, here you are, man, heart beating in your chest stronger than ever. And you're out doing phenomenal things. So, dude, before we wrap What's going on in your life right now? Who's your target market? What's your message? What are we preaching these days? I mean, I know I hear you talk a lot about your belief system and your faith, mm -hmm. your family, your daughters, your you know your daughter, your boy, and your your wife. But what's what's on the agenda right now? What are we doing? Man, there's a lot of things on the menu. There's a lot of things on the stove that's brewing right now. Um, one of them is to be able to impact people um, in uh, a personal way. You know, I, I have a I have a buddy of mine who who wants to start like a coaching thing. And I told him, I, I ain't trying to be like everybody. You know, if I want to do this thing, I'm gonna be like a Tony Robbins. Yeah, man. You know, like, because I want to be able to, I don't want to be somebody where people pay me to make them, 
to make them feel good and that's it. You know, I said, I want to give you value. I want to make you feel superhuman because that's the only way that for me personally, I can affect this world. I can't do it by myself. But if I can have a group of people that I can make you feel superhuman and I can make you feel like you can do great things in this world for good. And then you go out and you do, that's how I can, I can multiply and just do as much good as I can. So that is one thing that's, that's brewing. And I'm, I'm, I definitely would love to, you know, pick your guys' brain about that. You know, just how do, how can I become the best at that? Um, the second thing is to get in the private equity world um, because I want to be able to give my kids and my wife the life and the experiences I always wanted to give them. I am a firm believer in exposure. I'm a firm believer that you can take any kid in any situation who has the grandest dreams. And if I can take that kid and put him somewhere where he can see those dreams, like it's one thing for a kid to say, man, I want to make it to the NFL one day. And it's another thing for taking that kid and taking him to an NFL game for him to see it. Now it's become a goal. Now he's like, man, I can, I know what it looks like. I've been there. I've smelt it. I've touched it. I, I, I know the, 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 the feeling, the, the adrenaline, I can do that. I'm a firm believer at being able to take people to experience their goals, to see it at a young age and for them to dream it. and shoot it. Now, now they have something to shoot at. They, they can picture it in their head because that happened for me. Um, and I want that to be for my kids. Um, I want to give them those experiences. I want to travel the world with them so that they're always grateful because there are places in this world that don't have the things we have. You know, there's places in this world where those planes that fly across our skies, that you see all of those airplanes, and we have the, the, the military base right over there, you see those jets that fly. There's places in this world where that's the last thing those kids hear. Yeah. That they, they ain't thinking, oh, that's cool. You know, that nighttime I'll go with my, my daughter sometimes, oh, look, the airplane, honey. There's places in that world, in this world, where that's the last thing that they hear or that's the last thing they want to hear. And there's a beautiful, there's beauty in traveling and seeing different places where my kids will be appreciative of the life that they have and be able to see other children and want to help. And so there's a lot of goals that we have to be able to travel. I want to, I want to do it on a jet. Mantis, <laughs> uh, um, he told me he's taking me with him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I told Donnie, I told Donnie, I told Donnie his his unborn son. If he, may, you know, he, I'm already. I'm already going to talk to Notre Dame about him. You know, uh, Manti is a good name as well. Um, that's right. That's true. Uh, it's just being able to to do things on the biggest scale. You know, and 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 that's how I've always operated. Is if I'm going to do it, I'm going to be the best at it. Because there's there's no such thing as being a, a participant in the Tell family. Like you, you're going to be the best. If you want to, be, I don't care what it is. If you want to be a, a garbage man. I really don't care. Be, be the all best in. at it. Yeah. There's a there's there's a clip of this kid who he was making popcorn, and he was like doing moves with it and like flipping it in the air and like doing some butter. And I was like, see right there, he's affecting somebody's life. He's making that experience something amazing for for a kid that wants some popcorn. And he's seeing the kid is seeing this. Like, oh, that is so cool. Why? Because he loves what he does. Yeah. And that is my thing. Is I son, my, my 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 kids are like, I don't need you to be a doctor, lawyer. Sure. I don't need you. I need you to do something that you love and that you are gonna do that's worth suffering the most for. Because I want you to be the best at it. Because you can only affect this world if you're the best. Because the world doesn't remember. The losers. They only remember those those that win and those that achieve things at the highest level. Yep. So that's what I want for them. I, I want to be that example to them. Um, 
And uh, hopefully, like, again, I'll be able to call you guys up and say, bro, we're going here on the jet. You hey, know, <laughs> let's hey. go. We're going, we're going to the L.A. Coliseum. <laughs> Fo- Fo- to watch the Irish whoop on the Trojans. <laughs> Fo- it's always on, dude. Hey, no, way I'd, I would, no way I wouldn't answer that call. Uh, look, man, I, I've said it a thousand times. So we've done this quite a few times. You know, we've had, we've had a lot of speakers come in. You, you know, Talano, your boy, you know. We've had a lot of guys come in. We've said it a million times. We have never, ever, ever recaptured the feeling of that first night with Manti on our stage. Thank man. you. Uh, feel it now. Feel it every time we're around you. Um, brother, said it once, said it a million times. You are the truth. You are that dude. Uh, here's the deal. Manti's story in the past, it's incredible. It's what made the man. But, dude, your future is, uh, is a million times brighter. Got to get a microphone in front of this man <laughs> any stinking time yes, you can. Because, dude, yes. the world, world got to hear you. Yes. When it comes to being the best and impacting lives, I'm telling you, See a million videos, heard a million podcasts. Every time I see your content, brother, I am glued to it. So uh, thank you, brother. Keep, keep rocking and rolling, man. We thank love you. you to death. Love you guys, uh, man. Appreciate you being here, man. This yeah. has been dope. We'll rise to the top together, bro. Yeah, yeah. man, man. We'll do it. We'll Cannot do it. wait, guys. This man, Titeo. We will. Uh, we'll see you next time. See you tomorrow. I need you to do something that you love and that you are going to do that's worth suffering the most for because I want you to be the best at it because you can only affect this world if you're the best because the world doesn't remember the losers. They only remember those, those that win and those that achieve things at the highest level. <laughs>